My guest this week is Nathan Hirsch, founder of FreeUp, an online marketplace for freelancers and VAs. We talk about how he built FreeUp and how he helps companies find the right freelancers to help them grow their businesses. Welcome to episode 220 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. You know, I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. Have you ever hired a VA or a freelancer to help you with your business? Funnily enough, with this podcast, when I started it 220 episodes ago, I did everything myself, everything. Now I have a VA who helps me find guests, invites the guests onto the show, and I work with another person who creates the show notes for the podcast. She listens to each episode and then she condenses what we talk about into easy-to-read paragraphs which appear on the show notes page of this podcast. Now, sometimes it can be quite difficult to find the right freelancers, to find the right virtual assistants for your business. And my guest today, Nathan Hirsch, has set up a search company to find exactly the right people for your business. And it's quite a fascinating story how he set this business up. So let's get straight into that interview right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Nathan, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Nathan, tell me, where are we Skyping each other from? Now, of course, I'm in Edinburgh, UK, as always. And I'm in sunny Winter Park, Florida, right outside Orlando. Yeah, a little bit sunnier than it's going to be um, in Edinburgh at the moment. We've um, we've had an absolutely dreadful summer this year. I've only seen the sun on about two occasions, so I, I envy you the, the sunshine state, I have to say. <laughs> it's actually been a brutal summer. It gets too hot, so now we're, we're just over that peak. I feel like September, October is the perfect time to be here. Nathan, we're going to talk about a business that you set up today. You're the owner of FreeUp, and you help entrepreneurs and business owners get fast access to top virtual assistants, freelancers, and agencies. But before we get into a discussion about that, maybe give the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, how your career developed, where you're going, and and, and basically what, what makes Nathan Hirsch tick. Yeah, it's funny. My parents were both teachers growing up, so I always grew up with the mentality that I was going to go to school, get a real job, work for 30 years, retire. And and that's what they did. And they're retired now. They're traveling the world. There's nothing wrong with that. But back when I was younger, they made me have these 40, 50 hour a week, summer jobs, summer internships. This was back when I was in end of middle school, high school, going into college. And I learned a ton about sales, about marketing, about customer service. But I also learned that I just hated working for other people. I I was miserable. I was watching the clock every day. And when I got to college, I kind of looked at it as a ticking clock. I had four years to start my own business or I was going to go into the real world, have to get a real job and never look back. So I started hustling. I started buying and selling people's textbooks, competing against my school bookstore that was ripping people off. (laughs) And I created a referral program. And before I knew it, there were lines out the door of people trying to sell me these books. 
to the point where I got a cease and desist letter from my school telling me to knock it off. <laughs> so that was my first glimpse into being an entrepreneur. And this was back in 2008. Amazon was bursting onto the scenes. I thought it was so cool I could have this 24-7 business. And I pivoted away from books. I didn't want to get kicked out of school. And I started experimenting with different products. And it wasn't until I came across the baby product industry that I started having a lot of success. Sales were blowing up. Amazon was blowing up. I got in at a great time. And I'm making more money selling baby products than, than any college kid should. And my parents tell me I should probably pay taxes. <laughs> so I meet with an accountant. And the first question he asked me is, when are you going to hire your first person? And I shrugged him off like, why would I do that? They're going to steal my ideas. They're going to hurt my business. Pretty standard entrepreneurial excuses. And he just laughed in my face and said, you're going to learn this lesson on your own. Well, sure enough, my first busy season comes around the fourth quarter and I just get destroyed. I'm working 20 hours a day. My social life plummets. My grades go down and I work for eight weeks working as hard as I can to keep this business alive. And when I get to January, I think to myself, man, I, I can never let that happen again. I need to start hiring people. So I'm 20, I'm 21. I turn to college kids. They're not reliable. I turn to the Upworks, the Fibers. I make some okay hires. And I just kept looking for a faster, better way. I didn't want to browse through 50 applicants. I didn't want to have to replace someone if they quit and start that process all over again. And that's when I had the idea of building my own marketplace, FreeUp, where we get thousands of applicants every week, virtual assistants, freelancers, agencies from all over the world. Top 1% get on. Clients get access to them quickly whenever they need them with 24-7 support in case people have even the smallest issue and a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs and get them a new person right away. So that, that's really what we're all about. And, and that's kind of how I went from a broke college kid to selling books to selling baby products to starting a freelancer platform. Yeah, I mean, I guess for a moment, we just need to think about why is it that people like yourself, entrepreneurs, small business owners, would actually think about hiring a freelancer in the first place or a virtual assistant. Now, I even look at myself. When I left big corporate, as I call it, way back in um, 2012, and I set this podcast up, I did everything myself. I recorded it. I looked for the guests. I did the communication with the guests. And then I recorded the show. Then I would write the podcast notes. I would edit the file myself, I'd upload it, and and this takes time. And, and all of that time that I'm spending doing all of that, I'm not actually spending time doing marketing consultancy for the people that bring in the, the bread and butter, the, the money. And eventually, somebody just like your, your accountant called me out on this and said, Roger, you're suffering from something which we call Superman syndrome, this, this the mistaken belief that you have to do it all yourself. And of course, once I'd been called out on that, I hired a VA to help me with the podcast. And all of a sudden, you get all this free time that you can then use to actually focus on the real things that matter in growing your business. Why do you think people suffer from this Superman syndrome? Hey, we, we tend to want to do everything. I mean, we're, we're perfectionists and, and trusting other people is scary. I mean, your business is your baby. And just like a, a new parent doesn't want to give their kid off to a babysitter or a stranger or, and, and start that, that, that level of building trust, it's the same thing with your business. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is you can only go so far by yourself. There, there's very few $1 million a year, $5 million a year entrepreneurs that are solo entrepreneurs. You're, you're going to have to hire people at some point and you're either gonna hire people too early or, or too late. There's no 
perfect line that you're going to hire people at, at that exact right moment. So for me, you have to get in the mentality that you want to hire a little bit early and that's how you're going to scale growth because hiring it too late leads to a ton of stress, a ton of wasted opportunity and can really damage your business in a lot of ways. So was there a was there a light bulb moment when you realized that I need to set up this company, which I ended up calling Free Up, where you sat in a bar or a coffee shop and suddenly the light bulb went off above your head? Yeah, so I, I kind of, I kept looking for this platform that in my mind was, I just wanted to put in a request, get someone that was already vetted and get started right away. I didn't want to have two weeks to interview people and I wanted protection if that person didn't work out where someone was responsible for and would get me someone else and credit me and all that. So. That was the basic idea, and it really just started because I had I had this Rolodex of freelancers that I used for my first business, and I wasn't using them all full time. So talking to other Amazon sellers, they had that same problem. It just was so hard to find Amazon talented freelancers. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll offer you the people that that you need for me. I created a I spent a few grand on a basic time clock software where freelancers could log hours and. The clients would just email me, hey, I need an Amazon lister. I need a customer service in rep. I need a graphic designer. And I would introduce them to people from my network. So that was the first time that that idea, that concept of what I wanted was being put into use. And people love the idea. They love the concept. They started telling other people. I quickly ran out of freelancers and said, oh, my God, I need to build a freelancer success team to recruit and get more freelancers on the platform. People started hating our software because it was so basic. Then I had to invest in software. And before I knew it, we were working on a software platform and we were growing this business. So it was kind of like one of those ideas that I always thought would be great. And and then it kind of took off and built steam as I started to implement it little by little. And and take me through the process. And, And I guess there are two processes, aren't there? There's... There's the person like me who's looking for a VA or, or, or a freelancer. And then, of course, the, the freelancers themselves. So first of all, what's the process that somebody who wants to be to go onto your list? What's the process that they go through? So I'm a freelancer. I'm a VA. How do I get onto the free up list? And secondly, how do I go about it as, as a business owner? How do I go about tapping into your database to get access to these people? Yeah, so if you want to offer services as a virtual assistant, as a freelancer, as an agency, you can apply right on the platform. It is tough to get in. We get about 2,000 applicants a week. It's a pretty vigorous process. We take one out of every 100. But once you get on, you get access to our project board. You get access to our clients. You get access to our support. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're welcome to apply. For the clients, it's easy. It takes one minute to create a free account. Whenever you want someone, you click request a freelancer right inside your account. You tell us what you're looking for to last five or six questions like US, non-US, price point, skill set. Within a business day, we'll send you one person by default. We Most people come to us because they don't want to meet 20 people. But if you say, hey, send me three, send me five, whatever that number is, we are more than happy to do it. And then you can meet with them, interview them. If you like them, you can click hire. You can also negotiate rate. You can agree to fixed price. If you don't like them, you can click pass and, and provide us feedback and we'll get you someone else based on that feedback. It's a pretty quick and efficient process and and that's really what we're all about. It sounds like you've got quite a rigorous process of vetting the people that are applying to be on your database. So the the quality of people that you have must be really high. So how how did you set that bar and, and how do you actually filter out the people who aren't good enough to get on your list? So we realized a long time ago that when you just vet people for skill, a lot of times that's not good enough. You might hire someone who's very talented, but they're not a good fit for your business. And that's because skill is just one part of the equation. 
attitude and communication is so important when you're hiring. So when we vet people to get on, we're looking for the trifecta, skill, attitude, and communication. Mm -hmm. For skill, we don't need everyone to be a 10 out of 10. There's a time and a place for people that are a five out of 10, a three out of 10. What we care about is that you're honest about what you can and cannot do and you're priced accordingly. And so we put people through skill tests. Then we do one-on-one interviews for attitude. We look for people who are passionate about what they do. They, they love bookkeeping as much as I love being an entrepreneur, love being a graphic designer as much as I love being an entrepreneur. People who don't get aggressive when things don't go their way, that can be the bigger man, the bigger woman and handle things professionally. People who can take feedback and not take it personally. And then on the, the communication side, Communication's everything. I mean, it doesn't matter what someone's skill and attitude is if me and them can't communicate at a high level. So skill or attitude and communication, incredibly important. For communication, we have 15 pages of communication best practices. They have to memorize and get tested on before they get on the platform. And once they're on, we hold them to all these expectations. If they're taking on projects that they can't do at a high level, we're not a place to experiment on our client base. If they show signs of bad attitude, if they're not communicating, if my team has to chase them, those are quick ways to get kicked off our platform. I love that. I love that. And you've just reminded me way back, I was involved in a startup business myself, and we came up with a with an HR strapline that we recruit for attitude and then train for skill. And... I think that's so important, the attitude and the ability to communicate, especially in this digital world now where everything is about communications, is vitally important. And then you can build the skill levels up in the particular industry. So I, I really I really like that model. It really resonates with, with experience that I've had in the past. Nathan, is, is, there a, is there a focus for the type of freelancer or the type of VA that, that free up uses so are you mainly helping people out with digital marketing or is it um, pa services is, is there a focus for free up no i mean we have over 100 skill sets on our platform we okay. have people from five to 100 plus per hour followers doers experts we have virtual assistants we have freelancers we have agencies when we first started free up we went after amazon sellers first i was a long time amazon seller i knew amazon sellers and it was a good starting point we quickly branched out to overall e-commerce, so, so Shopify, eBay, Walmart. From there, we got into the marketing industry, and that's what we really target from an advertising standpoint is e-commerce and marketing because you can't target everyone. But the cool thing about marketing is it kind of trickles into every other business. So we get real estate agents and software companies. I have a sushi restaurant that's right down the street from me that's a client of mine. So <laughs> it really is lots of different clients that can use remote freelancers, even though from an advertising perspective, we go after e-commerce and marketing. So tell me about the challenges you faced getting this initiative off the ground. I mean, it sounds like it's turned out to be an extremely successful venture, but what challenges did you face as you were setting it up? I mean, the biggest thing has been software. I mean, I'm not a developer. I mean, people started to, to quickly look down at our software because it didn't match the, the excellent people and the customer service that we had. The software always lagged behind the business. And I mean, we could invest a million dollars in our software and there'd still be more software to build. So Finding that perfect balance, finding not only good developers, but prioritizing projects. Do we focus on big projects, small projects? We have all this feedback from clients, from freelancers, from partners. We have our own ideas of what we want the platform to be. And just organizing that and getting in a way where developers are constantly building stuff and building stuff in the right order, I think was a big challenge. And it really took looking at ourselves as a software company to, to really change how, how we do business. And, and that's been the key once we figure that out to, to really scale it. And what about the, the, maybe the things that haven't gone so well, some of the uh, lessons that you've learned along the way? Yeah, I mean, 
we've been fortunate enough where we've had a lot of success in the past four years. I mean, one of my biggest lessons was actually in my first business where I, I had this Amazon business and I hired this one person. I called him the manager of the day and I taught him how to do everything. It took six months to train him. He did customer service, did orders, he did repricing and it was great. By the time he was set up, my, my life was easier. I could sleep better. I wasn't as stressed. And I went on my first vacation in over a year. And on the first day of that vacation, he quit on me. Ugh. And it was devastating. It took me months to, to replace that. But I learned a valuable lesson about diversifying where I need to hire one person for customer service, two people for listing, one person for graphic design, and, and really make sure that if one person left, it didn't just set back my business. My business didn't just stop running. So that was a devastating point for me. Luckily, I figured that out in my early 20s. Um, but with FreeUp, there, there hasn't, knock on wood, been that devastating moment where, oh my God, we messed up so hard. And I'm sure as we grow, that there will be plenty of challenges. And there's been plenty of small challenges, don't get me wrong. But most of those bigger challenges came early on. And now for the rewards for all this hard work you've put into building FreeUp. Tell us about the results you've achieved since you've launched. So we started free up with $5,000. We didn't take any investment. We grew pretty much organically. We spend $1,000 a month on marketing. Everything else is organic. And they were $1,000 a month on paid ads, I should say, on PPC. Um, but we've grown from a million to 5 million to 9 million last year. This year, we're hoping to break in that 12, 13 range. And, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That now we've got this global, this global network that we can build up around ourselves and of course we're talking i'm in the uk you're in the usa these days geographic barriers completely broken down don't really matter now in the united kingdom um i don't think we're as advanced as as the united states in people using virtual assistants but it, it is it is getting to be a um much much more popular but do you ever find there's any resistance from people for the geographic location of a particular person or, or are we genuinely getting to the stage where the best is right so even if that person's in singapore or florida or san francisco or or bognor regis in the uk does it really matter where that person is as long as they're actually doing the best job for you for me no i mean i tend to hire a lot of people from the philippines i've got plenty of people that are not in the philippines my graphic designer is not in the philippines my social media person is not in the philippines so yeah i think there's some tendencies there's also um the referral aspect of it so when i started i hired a bunch of people in the philippines they refer more people who refer more people so that that kind of has to do with it too but we get 2,000 applicants a week we let people in from all over we let the best of the best in regardless of the locations I do think there, there's some bias. I think that in the US, like talking to someone from India on a customer service call, it drives people crazy. They can't understand the accents. And that's obviously a very simple example, but I think there is some bias, but I have two Indian developers that are rock stars. So for me, it depends much more on the on the person and, and where they're located. Fantastic. And would you say there's one big idea or one big lesson that you'd like those people listening to the Marketing Finance Podcast to take away from all the experiences you've had setting up free up? Yeah, hiring is hard. No, no one has a 100% hiring record. But if you can focus on what you can control, improving your interview process, your hiring process, we have a lot of great content in our Facebook group, Outsourcing Masters, to help you. If you can get to that 70 to 85%, it's a game changer compared to that 30 to 40% in terms of success when hiring. So as an entrepreneur, all the marketing and the lead generation, the customer service is great. But if you can't get better at hiring over time, you're only going to go so far. 
Absolutely agreed. And, and if you're listening to this show, if you're thinking about taking somebody on, if you need a virtual assistant, if you need some freelance, I think free up is definitely something you're going to want to have a look at. Nathan, thank you so much for coming on to the Marketing and Finance podcast today. It's been really fascinating to talk to you about the development of your company, FreeUp, and also to talk about VAs and freelancers in general. So I'm hoping that people listening to the show might want to get in touch with you. So what's the best way that people should find you and connect with you? Yeah, and thanks so much for having me. Uh, we have a Facebook group called Outsourcing Masters. If you're looking to learn more about hiring online, definitely join that. If you go to freeup.com with three E's, my calendar at the top, my team's calendar at the top, you can book a time with us. We'd love to talk to you about your business and, and how we can help. And if you go to freeup.com with three E's, you can create a free account, mention this podcast, get a $25 credit to try us out. And we look forward to helping you with, with all your hiring needs. And I'll include all those links in the show notes for the podcast, which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash M-A-F. Nathan, thanks again for coming on the Marketing and Finance podcast. Let me wish you every success for the future. I normally say to my guests that I hopefully meet up with you in London or somewhere nearby shortly for a beer, but given you're about three and a half thousand miles away, that's probably not as likely. But if you're ever in the UK, do please hit me up. Absolutely. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.